Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the device and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. And we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent. According to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 4 on page 347, and Psalm 8 on page 350. Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Thou hast set me at liberty when I was in trouble. Have mercy upon me, and hearken unto my prayer. O ye sons of men, how long will ye blaspheme mine honor, and have such pleasure in vanity, and seek after falsehood? Know this also the Lord hath chosen to himself the man that is godly. When I call upon the Lord, he will hear me. Stand in awe, and sin not. Commune with your own heart, and in your chamber, and be still. Offer the sacrifice of righteousness, and put your trust in the Lord. There be many that say, Who will show us any good? Lord, lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. Thou hast put gladness in my heart, yea, more than when their corn, wine, and oil increased. I will lay me down in peace and take my rest, for it is thou, Lord, only that makest me dwell in safety. Psalm 8 O Lord, our Governor, how excellent is thy name in all the world, thou that hast set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of very babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, even the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou madest him lower than the angels, to crown him with glory and worship. Thou makest him to have dominion of the works of thy hands, and thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. All sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowls of the air and the fishes of the sea, and whatsoever walketh through the paths of the seas. O Lord our Governor, how excellent is thy name in all the world. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the seventh chapter of the book of Amos. Thus the Lord God showed me. Behold, he formed locust swarms at the beginning of the late crop. Indeed, it was the late crop after the king's mowings. And so it was, when they had finished eating the grass of the land, that I said, O Lord God, forgive, I pray. O that Jacob may stand, for he is small. So so the Lord relented concerning this. It shall not be, said the Lord. Thus the Lord God showed me. Behold, the Lord God called for conflict by fire, and it consumed the great deep and devoured the territory. Then I said, O Lord God, cease, I pray, O that Jacob may stand, for he is small. So the Lord relented concerning me. Thus he showed me, Behold, the Lord stood on a wall made with a plumb line, with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? And I said, A plumb line. Then the Lord said, Behold, I am setting a plumb line in the midst of my people Israel. I will not pass by them any more. The high places of Isaac shall be desolate, and the sanctuaries of Israel shall be laid waste. I will rise with the sword against the house of Jeroboam. Then Amaziah the priest of Bethel sent to Jeroboam king of Israel, saying, Amos has conspired against you in the midst of the house of Israel. The land is not able to bear all his words. For thus Amos has said, Jeroboam shall die by the sword, and Israel shall surely be led away captive from their own land. Then Amaziah said to Amos, Go, you seer, flee to the land of Judah. There eat bread, and there prophesy. But never again prophesy at Bethel, for it is the king's sanctuary, and it is the royal residence. Then Amos answered and said to Amaziah, I was no prophet, nor was I a son of a prophet, but I was a sheep breeder and a tender of sycamore fruit. Then the Lord took me as I followed the flock, and the Lord said to me, Go, prophesy to my people Israel. Now therefore, hear the word of the Lord. You say, Do not prophesy against Israel, and do not spout against the house of Isaac. Therefore thus says the Lord, Your wife shall be a harlot in the city, your sons and daughters shall fall by the sword, Your land shall be divided by survey line. You shall die in a defiled land, and Israel shall surely be led away captive from his own land. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercies on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He remembering his mercy a hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, 
as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 19th verse of the third chapter of the letter to the Galatians. What purpose then does the law serve? It was added because of transgressions, till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. And it was appointed through angels by the hand of a mediator. Now a mediator does not mediate for one only, but God is one. Is the law then against the promises of God? Certainly not. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, truly righteousness would have been by the law. But the scripture has confined all under sin, that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. But before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for the faith which would afterward be revealed. Therefore the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as for as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who is conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us and grant us thy salvation o lord save the state and mercifully hear us when we call upon thee and do thy ministers with righteousness and make thy chosen people joyful o lord save thy people and bless thine inheritance give peace in our time o lord for it is thou lord only that makest us dwell in safety o god may clean our hearts within us and take not thy holy spirit from us O Lord God, who seest that we put not our trust in anything that we do, mercifully grant that by thy power we may be defended against all adversity, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, 
and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about tonight's lessons. Um, in our chapter from Amos here, we get sort of a, a, a flashback to, to Amos's prophetic call. And it, it gives us some insight here into what's going on. If, you'll re if we'll all recall that when the two kingdoms split, the, the northern kingdom of Israel broke away from the southern kingdom, the kingdom of Judah, under Jeroboam. And this presented a problem because God dwelled in Zion. He dwelled in Jerusalem in the temple. So how can this other nation still call themselves you know, followers of God who resides down in the southern kingdom. So Jeroboam's solution to this was to say that, no, the, 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 the scriptures that they had were wrong, that they were to, to worship God in the high places. They did not have to go down to Jerusalem to worship at the temple. They could do it in these, the old high places such as Bethel. And so we can see the, the problem that, that this causes, that they're following a truncated version of God's word, which they have done so in order to facilitate the, the, the desires of mankind to enable them to have this northern kingdom that says that they are still God's people. And so this always puts them at odds. They are always treading dangerous ground. And so we see in this passage in Amos here that God has taken notice. He's not ignoring this thing, but he is still protecting them because they still have parts of the truth in them. But they continually do wicked things. And so his judgment is coming. And he gives Amos these visions, visions of these possible outcomes. And Amos's persistent his faith, his goodness, results in God staying his hand from these things. But he will not do this forever, and he will take, allow them to be taken away in captivity. And this is interesting because Amos is not from the northern kingdom. He's from the southern kingdom, and he travels up north because he's been called by God from out of the, the flock as he was a shepherd, and he's been called by God to pronounce these things to the northern kingdom. And this gets the king upset because he has gone to what they view as one of their holiest places, Bethel, and is talking about this coming destruction. He is warning them that they have to change their ways. And this upsets the king and also his band of priests who in this passage we see that they they view the, the role of prophet as a, a job, something that they do to, in essence, help the community and help the king placate God all the time. And so this guy Amos shows up and starts 
proclaiming these things, and this Amaziah, one of the priests, says, go back home and preach there. Give these visions there. You'll make a bunch of money. You'll be fine down there. And Amos is saying, that's not what I was called to do. I was called to do this by God himself as a true prophet. Now, turning to our, our New Testament lesson, we have St. Paul writing about what the purpose of the law is. As we recall, this whole issue of Galatians was whether Gentile Christians could be fully integrated into the kingdom of heaven, into the church, into the body of Christ in the same way as the Jewish converts could. And there was agitators saying that, no, they had to follow the law. They had to become, essentially, become Jewish first, and then they could become fully Christian in the same way that they were. And so they were holding up the law as this, this special marker in their lives and in their lives in Christ. And Paul is saying, no, that's a fundamental misunderstanding of what the law was for. The law itself cannot give righteousness. The law is has a purpose. It was to help Israel avoid occasions of sin. It was a, a, a mechanism for teaching them what is and isn't sinful. It was a thing that set them apart from the other nations and other peoples around them in order to create a a people who are focused on God enough that at some point one of the descendants of Abraham could become the Messiah, which we know is Jesus himself. And so the law was a a guide. It was a teaching tool for the nation, for the people. It was, as he uses in the illustration, a a tutor in the ancient world a young man would be have a, a tutor who would take them around to the the the, the uh, city and instruct them and keep them from getting into trouble they were sort of like guardians or or you know um, yeah guardians so that that is what the law is like. It's a guardian for the people of Israel until that it could mature. And that maturity comes in the form of Jesus himself. And so the law was to facilitate the coming of the Messiah. And then once the Messiah comes, we all become part of his family. We are in the body of Christ. We are in him and he in us. And we become a new type of family who no longer needs these rules and laws as a sign for the rest of the world to follow. We are taught by Christ himself. We are still not supposed to sin, but we don't have to use the mechanism of the law to prevent us from sin. We have something much greater in Christ himself, who the law is good and teaches us what sin is and can help prevent us from sinning, 
but in Christ we have the ability to not merely not sin, but to become and to embrace Jesus' righteousness itself so that we no longer have those desires to sin. We become transformed and changed in Christ. And we no longer are required to convert to Judaism in order to become Christians. That is not his intent. We are not Gentile converts. We are all bound together in the body of Christ in a new life, in a new way. And we are part of his family. Part and we through Christ become the seed of Abraham. So, just some thoughts about today's lessons. We will continue with the intercession on the bottom of page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind, that the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as it becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church. And grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this evening. Hope you have a great Monday night and great start to your week. Thank you, Father John. Have a great night, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Have a good evening. Thank you.